all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Lift your Bible. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we are open and we are ready. Lord, you set the stage for something supernatural in the month of November. Matter of fact, God, we declare it's going to be a November to remember because we call in breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. We call in favor. We call in supernatural. We call miracle signs and wonders. Hey, 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 hey. Come right over here. We, we call it in the spirit. And you said that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat its fruit. So we release it from our mouths. And we'll see it manifest in our lives. I need you to open your mouth and say, this will be in November. To remember say miracles y'all ain't saying it say miracles signs wonders supernatural all month for me middle section I ain't fooling with y'all the rest of the church I'm gonna mess with these signs I need you to act like God's about to come do it for you you've watched him do it for everybody else but what if God was about to do it for you Come on, middle section. I'm going to give you one more chance. Somebody say supernatural, miracles, signs, wonders, breakthrough for me. Now put your first and last name in the atmosphere. Go. Why are you putting your name out there? So that favor knows where to find you. So that supernatural knows where to find you. So that breakthrough knows where to find you. Somebody say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. We just finished our series, Proverbs. Proverbs means wise sayings. And so tonight, on a Wednesday, yes, we're starting it on a Wednesday. We're starting a new series called Curse Breaker. Say Curse Breaker. Uh, ooh, no. Uh-uh. Everybody say Curse Breaker. Say Curse Breaker. That's, I need you to talk to me like an army. We are harvest. We are not those that shrink back. We are those that go forward. All right? That's what you are. You are a curse breaker. So this month, I'm going to introduce you to the next level of you. I'm going to introduce you to the next version of you. I'm going to introduce you to the version of you that heaven's been trying to pull out of you. For many of you, you've been feeling like, I don't know who I am anymore. And can I tell you that's good? Why? Because God's been trying to kill that version of you so that a new version of you could emerge. I need you to let go of who you were, what you used to do, how you used to act, how you used to roll. Watch me. What used to give you pleasure. 
There's certain things you used to enjoy you don't even like anymore. Certain people you used to be around you can't even stand anymore. Why? Because I've graduated beyond this shallow conversation. I've graduated beyond shallow friendship. I, I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm evolving. I, I'm not the same me I used to be. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I am not where I used to be. Because my Monday version was better than my Sunday version. My Tuesday version was better than my Monday version. My Wednesday version was better than my Tuesday version. And my Thursday version is going to be way better than my Wednesday So in this series, Curse Breaker, we're going to look at this. And every day, every single day, in every decision, God gives us a choice of the blessing or curse. Of the blessing or curse. Every day and every decision. Everybody look at me. The Bible is not a book about fulfilling your destiny. One of the words I hate, especially when I hear preachers use it, when people talk about destiny. And, and, and the reason I loathe the word is because destiny implies destination. Destination implies completion as if you're done. The moment you are done, then there's no longer a need for you to be on the earth. If I look at me, if the, if, watch me, if your whole destiny was to have kids, then once you had them, you could have died. If your whole destiny was to get a job, once you got it, you could have died. If your whole destiny was to get in a relationship, once you got it, you could have died. Since you did not die, that means you were not yet at your completed state. I need you to open your mouth and say, there's more life to live. There's more life. Consequently, though, many people have this construct of destiny, like one day I'm going to be there. And that's not how any of this works. The Bible is not a book about destiny. Pay attention. The Bible is a book about choices. Say choices. Everything in the scripture is about choices, choices that people made. See, we celebrate Abraham, but the only reason we know about him is because he made choices that other people would not. See, when the Lord told him, get out of your father's country, away from your father's house to a land I will show you, he could have said, but God, I'm comfortable here. And for some of you, watch me, you keep saying you want better, but you won't change. Mm. You keep saying, God, there's got to be more, but you won't change. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, it's time for you to change. It's time. Before things will change around you, things must first change in you. And I'm so excited you sit next to somebody that, watch me, has been changing, baby. I need for those of you that can celebrate the fact that you've made some progress to just release three seconds of worship that you've been changing. Go, three. Come on, Facebook, two. Come on, you two. One. Somebody say, I've been changing. The Bible is not about you fulfilling your destiny because you're never going to get to a destination where you're done. The moment, watch me, that you're done, there no longer remains a reason for you to be on the earth. The Apostle Paul said it like this. I'm like a drink offering that has been poured out and he died empty. Watch me. You ain't even poured a fourth of what you got. And I don't care if you're 70 or 80 or 90. I'm here to tell you there's so much more for you to pour. Lay your hands on yourself, please. Say, there's so much more for me to pour. There. So look at this, John 10.10. 10. The Bible is a book about what? Choices. Your life is about choices. You are where you are because of what you've chosen. So if you don't like what it is, then you need to choose different. That's not your mama's fault. That's not your daddy's fault. That is certainly not my fault. That's not God's fault. That's not your cousin's fault. Look at me. That's not your betrayer's fault. That's not your ex's fault. That's not your boss's fault. That's not how your family treated you bad fault. That's not because you were born in a city you didn't like's fault. That's your fault. Look at what Jesus said in John 10 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they, look at what's underlined, may have life and have it abundantly. May means it's a choice. It's not guaranteed. Look at me, look at me. God says if all you want to do is breathe, fine. If all you want to do is pay bills and die, fine. If all you want to do is have babies and die, fine. If all you want to do is be popping on the ground, but that's the only place that you're significant, fine he said but I am come that not that you would breathe but that you might have life and life more abundantly life is the Greek word zoe which means that you've got so much life that when people get around you they come back to life 
let me let me get you to check your role. You need to make sure the people on your role or around you, watch me, have Zoe. What does that mean? That being around them just makes you come alive. I, just sit next to you. Even if I wanted to be quiet, you keep hollering. Even if I wanted to be still, you keep praising. Open your mouth, say, I'm going to live, 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 live. Go. I'm going to say it with authority, say, I'm going to live, 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 live. But may means it's a choice. It's your choice. A lot of y'all get mad at God, and God is like, what you mad for? You didn't understand what the assignment was. <laughs> you have to choose this. This is a choice. While you sitting there going, God, where is my life like this? God is like, why you choose so bad? God, why do I have bad relationships? God is like, why do you like projects? God, why don't you block it? God says, you're the one like people you got to work on because it makes you feel better about yourself. All right, let's go Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 11.26. The book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy literally means to say it again. I want everybody to say the word Deuteronomy with me because sometimes when I hear Christians pronounce Deuteronomy, I hear things that are not Deuteronomy. (laughs) Pepperoni pizza. Dumaroma. Dumaroma. Giordano's. This is not a pizza. All right, say Deuteronomy. All right, here we go. It literally means to say it again. So much of what you read in Deuteronomy, you saw in Exodus because Moses had to say it twice because they didn't listen. That's the responsibility of being a shepherd. (laughs) You got to say it until they get it. Mm. For everybody who aspires to be a leader, make sure you're a good follower. For everybody who likes to call shots, make sure that you take the shots. Got a lot of people now that want to sit in positions of power, but, but, but then don't know how to execute that power. All right, look at what Deuteronomy 11, 26 says. See, pay attention. All right, say pay attention. Your biggest problem lately is that you distract too easily. Your attention span is a problem. It's a whole problem. Because watch me, you could be focused on one thing and then get a, a, a message on your phone and then all of a sudden, now you forgot everything that you were doing. Watch me, you can be praying and then in the middle of prayers, get on DoorDash and figure out what you're trying to eat. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Say, Lord, remove distractions. Come on, come on. You could be in the middle of an email and then shift to a whole nother conversation and people read the email you sent like, what are you talking about? I, I apologize. I was thinking about something else. I, I typed what I was thinking. Pay attention. In other words, God says, if you're not careful, you're going to miss the fact that it's on you to choose. And if you don't choose, watch me, something will choose for you. Pay attention. I am setting before you today, 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 which means every day, every decision is a blessing or a curse. Verse 27, the blessing, look at here, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, which means the blessing was connected to obedience. So watch me. You cannot desire to be blessed, but you only disobey. Anything you get is to protect his name, not because you obeyed. What do you mean protect his name? There was a time in the scripture where the Lord said, I'm only doing this for y'all because I don't want these nations to think I can't take care of my people. But the truth is, y'all been trifling. Say, Lord, give me the grace to obey. I'm warned once now. Open your mouth and say it like an army. Say, Lord, give me the grace to obey. Come on. It's about to be easy for you to obey the Lord. Why? Because that's going to be your desire. Jesus said it like this. I eat another type of food. The food I eat is to do the will of my father. In other words, you get full off of bread. I get full off of obedience. Check this out. God's about to make it taste good for you to obey. Open your mouth. Say, Lord, give me the grace to obey your word. See, obedience is easy when it's something you want to do. Obedience is a challenge when it's something you don't want to do. Everybody's obedient until it's time to do what they don't want. Just like everybody's grown until it's time to be accountable. Everybody's grown until it's time to accept responsibility. 
Right. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. Look at the next part. Look at the next part. And the curse. Now, now pay attention. God says, you pick this. You did this. If you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, look at this next part. But turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods you haven't known. Let's break the verse down. It's on the screen. He says, you turn aside from the way. So he's like, you're doing good. You're walking. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Look, you, look when, you, when you obey, you walk into, look, it's, it's, it's just gold. It's just lovely. It's just beautiful. You're walking into the gates of the Lord, into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But when you disobey, literally, instead of doing it his way, you came over him. And the problem is, you'll notice there's nothing over here. <laughs> there's nothing over here except, look on the screen, your way. Some of you, you are such a control freak that he has to let you, he was trying to get you here. He has to let you go all the way, he has to bend you all the way over here just to get this out of you. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I rebuke your hard-headedness. Come on. Some of y'all ain't doing it. Watch me. You're going to be in the same place next year. That's the word of the Lord to you. Open your mouth and say it. Say, I rebuke my hard head in this. Come on. What is hard head? Hard head is like, look, go this way. He's like, go this way. But you got that one person. Well, I know what they said, but I'm just trying to see because ain't nobody. Watch me. Because there's nobody over in this way. So let me do it my way. Look at the second thing. Uh, your bloodline's way. So some of it is your way. Some of it is like, this is how mama and them did it. This is how daddy did it. This is how my cousin did it. This is how my mama and them did it. This, this is how somebody else did it. So consequently, instead of being a curse breaker, you become a curse perpetuator because all you do is repeat what you saw them do, but it didn't work for them. It didn't work for them, but yet you think it's going to work for you. Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right, then the world's way. So then watch me. So then you are influenced by a media you're supposed to influence. So you're looking at other people live their life on social media and you say, well, I guess this is the way that I need to live. I guess this is the way that I need to be. So now you're letting the world tell you what to do. And then finally, watch me, the enemy's way. So his way is always dishonor and rebellion. His way is already, you said, hey, I'm going to do Z because I'm grown. His way is you said, say yes, I'm going to say no because I'm grown. God says, if you do it one of those four ways and not my way, then you have picked the curse. It's quiet. Watch me. And he says, and then he says, you went after another God. God is not God's name in the Bible. God comes from a 6th century Germanic term, gudon, which means source. So anytime you see God in the scripture, it has an uh, overarching meaning of source. So when he says, you've gone after other gods, he says, you've picked another source besides me. You picked their applause instead of my approval. You picked being in a relationship mm, opposed to keeping me first because you acted as if I couldn't bring you the right fit. So you picked a counterfeit just so you had some thighs. Y'all ain't going to talk, so now I'm going to preach hard. Just so you had some thighs in your bed. Just so you had somebody to hold on to. And now your life is looking a whole hot mess. Why? Because you turned from my way to do it your way. Because you made that man your source. You made that job your source. You made that woman your source. You made that money your source. But I think there's some people tonight that can say, I know no other source except God. Open your mouth and say, Lord, you are my source. Song says, you are the source of my strength. You are the strength of my life. So let's go. So let's go. So let's go. So let's go. What is a curse? Look on the screen. A curse comes from, for my note takers, this Hebrew word, kalel. I'm going to say it like that to keep it simple. Q-A-L-A-L. Pay attention. Here's what this word means. It means to abate. What does this mean? When you pick a curse, you're picking something that is going to make you less than. It is going to reduce you. Mm. It's going to reduce you. See, you picked it thinking it was going to increase you. But because you picked wrong, it's going to decrease you. Then it means to make bright, pay attention, for negative reasons. Attention's always going to be on you for what you didn't do right. The light will always shine on you, but it will shine on you for something negative. You could do a hundred great things and one bad thing, and the only place the light will shine when you're cursed is on the bad thing. 
Let's go. Bring into contempt. This means, watch me, that you will feel worthless. Ooh. All right, look at the next one. To a curse. Uh, to a curse. This means to deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. All right, to deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. Um, give something like a pizza. Give them like a pizza box or something. Something like, like a de delivery, like a DoorDash. Or something. Now I don't need you to leave. I need you to give me something right here. Here we go. That's that's Postmates. All right, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. You're gonna deliver it to me. Come on, come on. Put that on top of it. There you go. Amen. Okay. All right. That's how delivery works, don't it? It's, all right. Okay. Pay attention. All right. Here's the deal. So, so, so put 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 up the meaning. Here's what God says. God says if something's accursed. That means I'm going to deliver you. Someone say, this is me. This is me. Say, say, this is me. God says, I'm going to deliver you to destruction, misery, and evil. What does evil mean in the Bible? Stuff that's contrary to you. So I will literally drop you off at the door, knock at the door, shoot a picture, and say, delivery done. Where's my tip? Watch. Say deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. In other words, pay attention. God says, I will drop you off until you've had enough. Someone said, no, Lord, no. But, but watch me. But you picked it. So don't say, Lord, why are you doing this to me? God is like, I didn't do nothing to you. You picked it every day, every decision, which is why this month we're about to get your decisions together. Because guess what? Everybody under the sound of my voice, wherever you've been in destruction, misery, or evil, somebody say, that's coming to an end. Next one, to despise, despise, look down upon. Look at these last two, trifling. Now, let me help everybody say, triflant is not a word. You'll be like, she's so triflant, that's not a word. Trifling is the word, and here's what that means. Here's what that means, is that you treat everything trivial. In other words, God says, it's a curse for you to take nothing serious. You ever met somebody where nothing's a big deal? God says, you're cursed. Nothing's a big deal to you. Nothing's important to you. Everything is, ah, oh, no worries, chill, bro. God says, that's a curse. It's a curse not to care. And you talk about you just laid back. No, you're cursed. But today. Ooh, it got quiet in the room. Look at this last one. Everything eventually ends in death. And you'll notice everything and eventually are next to one another. Watch me. And here's what I need you to see. Because watch me. You will be so close to, watch me, always everything ending in death that you always, watch me, you 23 and you feel like you, you lived the life of an 85-year-old. Because you will be close. Everything eventually will end in death. Somebody said, that's the curse. Say, like, I'm not interested in that. Mm -mm, come on, I need you to open your mouth to say it. Say, I'm breaking that. Mm -hmm. Fist bump somebody next to you say, you're a curse breaker. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Wrong one, because when you tell them that, they ought to put a praise behind it. Fist bump somebody else, say, you're a curse breaker. Wrong one. Let's try a third person. Fist bump them, say, you're a curse breaker. This is the curse breaking section around here. This is the curse breaking Facebook page. It's the curse breaking YouTube page. Shout, I'm a curse breaker. All right, so, so look at this. Proverbs 26.2 says this. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. So what does this mean? It means this, that if a bird is flying and there's nowhere for it to rest, it keeps flying. Same way with a curse. Is that if a curse is trying to come your way, but there's no way for, nowhere for it to land, it has to move on. This month, we're going to get rid of the landing places. This month, we're about to shut the doors that have allowed curses to operate. 
This month, we're about to remove the places where you've given the enemy reign in your life. We're about to remove the areas where you've allowed things to be negative. Somebody say, it's happening this month. So let's look at this, the blessing. I want to move quick because I got to get you to this out. You ready? So let's look at the blessing. Let's look at the blessing. Say the blessing. Blessing is barakah in Hebrew, right? It means this, the source of blessing, which means the blessing is an empowerment to prosper. See, some of you look at blessings. I got this car. That's a blessing. Mm -mm, it's a result of the blessing. I got this house. It's a blessing. Mm -mm, it's a result of the blessing. Uh, you'll catch it in a minute. Because the blessing empowers you. Somebody say, I've got the power. The blessing empowers you, which means, watch me, it doesn't matter where you find yourself. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Uh, go, go, go all black on the stage. All black on the stage. Go black out the stage. All right? All right? Okay. Y'all still here? Now, here's the deal. When you're blessed, you ready? No matter where you are, I got power. I need some of y'all to hear me because some of you are like God it's just so dark in my life God says but baby you're missing the fact that you're blessed God I'm just so frustrated with what's going on but you're missing the fact that you got power to change it God I'm just so angry with what's happening in my life but you're missing the fact that you've got the power I need you to open up your mouth and say I've got the power come on you literally, you literally are empowered to prosper, empowered to do well. So this is the blessing. The blessing is an empowerment. It gives you what you need to do what you need to do. So that even if you find yourself in a funk, when you're blessed, it will give you the power to get out the funk. I, I remember one time we had a snowstorm, and um, I was watching this car that only had rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive means that all of the power, pay attention, is going to the rear wheels. So the problem with that is that if you have a snowstorm where the snow is now coming up and it's the height of your tires, et cetera, and that's what it was. Uh, Y'all know how we had them flash blizzards in Denver where one day it's 94. <laughs> and then overnight you're looking at your phone talking about blizzard warning. Be like, how? How is this possible? I'm still upset about it. Listen. So, 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 but this car turns. It's a rear wheel drive only car. I knew because of the make of the car. And, uh, and, and I drove past the car. And, um, and, and look, I was trying to, look, look, I had an all wheel drive car. All wheel drive means all four of the wheels are getting the power. Some of y'all are going to catch where I'm going in just a moment. See, when you're blessed, watch me, all four. So you may, watch me, you may try to stop me over here, but I got three more left. You may try to stop me over here, I got three more left. What's the number four mean biblically? Creating, which means the blessing will give me the ability to create a way out of this. It'll give me the ability to create a way out of this situation. Open your mouth and say, I'm empowered to prosper. Uh-uh, say it like an army, shouting, I'm empowered. Look at this next one. Then it means to be great. So the blessing is what will make you great. Then look at the last one, to be abundant. The blessing is what will make you abundant. What does abundant mean? It means that you lack nothing. Say, I lack nothing. Look at the next one. It means to salute or to prosper. Excuse me, prosper. All right, this means that you do well. Then it means to salute. This means that you are recognized or honored. Mm. It means you won't have to push you. The blessing will make people recognize and honor you. Watch me. Even if he has to send it from another place to do it. Jesus was not honored in his hometown. And so Jesus said, I tell you what. I said, he, so the Bible says he could only uh, heal a few people because of their unbelief. Because they refused to honor him. But Jesus was the walking, talking, living, breathing blessing. So when he stepped into another place, watch me. All of a sudden there's a great celebration. Pay attention. For some of you, watch me, I need you to be okay that you might not be celebrated by who you want to be celebrated by. I need you to be okay that you might not be applauded by who you want to be applauded by. But God says, but I got somebody else that when they see you walk in the room, 
they got a salute for you. In other words, you don't ever have to worry about God owing you anything. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'll be recognized and honored. Look at this last definition of the blessing. It means everything eventually ends in life. Pay attention, even death. This is why the Bible says for Christians, watch me, when we accept the earth, the only thing we do is sleep. Why? Because it's a new beginning for us. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Which means even what looks like death is a celebration for us. Why? That's why we, at Harvest, we don't call them funerals. We call them celebrations of life. Why? Because watch me, they're living to live again. This is not the end. Everything will eventually end in life. Even negative situations, he'll bring new life out of it. Even crazy situations, when you're walking in the blessing, it'll bring fresh life out of it. You'll think it's your end, and God will be like, uh-uh, let me change it up for you. This is going to be a new beginning for you. I feel bad for the people that thought it was over for you. Watch me. I feel bad for those of you that thought it was over for you. Why? Because this month, you're about to shift from the curse to the blessing, which means everything is going to eventually end in life. Watch me. So even if they walk out of your life, that's okay. He's going to bring new life. You freed up the seat so that the right one could get in this. Come on, open your mouth. Say, everything in my life will end in life. Look at me. Even if people betray you or do you wrong because you're blessed, watch me. You've got enough to pour again. You, you got enough to pour again. Here's what I need some of y'all to understand. Everybody look at me. Here's what I need you to understand. You're so blessed already and don't even know it. Why? Because even though you poured in a whole lot of people, did a whole lot for a whole lot of people, and didn't get it back from them, guess what? You still got more to pour. You are so blessed that even though they thought they depleted you, baby, all you did was give me time to get a refill. And I'm so excited about the last two months of this year for you. I'm so excited because the last two are going to be better than the first ten. If you believe that, release a worship for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Three. Come on, Facebook. Two. Come on, app. Look at somebody say, these last two are going to be way better for you. You bet not let the enemy punk you. You bet not let the enemy get you discouraged. You better not. Shout, I'm blessed. How do we know this? Well, let's look. <laughs> We're almost there. Genesis 12 and 2. This is when God is speaking to a man who is named Abram. Say Abram. Abram was his name originally. God changes his name to Abraham. The significance of the H is this, is that anytime Sarah, his wife, would say his name, is that the H being added to his name meant Abram in covenant with Yahweh. See, for some of you, the reason you have to let go of who you were, you are such a control freak and you fight to be who you were, but who you were is not significant enough for where you're headed. That was good for this level, but it's a whole nother level available for you. Bishop, what does that mean? It means that it can get better for you. Why have you settled, Denver? Why, why do you have the spirit of a settler that makes you think because you got a little money that's as good as it gets? There is an arrogance that exists in this city. It is the arrogance of average. It's the spirit of this region. It is, we will not pursue, and in fact, we will, we will look down on those that pursue and call them too aggressive. We will not pursue, we will settle for average because at least we're doing better than them. It's the spirit of the region. Spirit of the region. Let, let, let me explain to you. Tell somebody you, you're giving your life to God. Why are you doing that? Why are you going to church? Why are you giving? Why are you sowing? Am I lying? Don't, don't tell them you're trying to get your credit together for what? I mean, you, you got everything you need. Let them tell you you're trying to get your education together. For what, though? I mean, you know, it's a whole new economy out there, bro. 
Let them tell you that. You, it, mm, let me leave that alone. Let them tell you that you, watch me, that you want a relationship that's quality. And just because you settle for catfish, I don't like catfish. You want farm-raised tilapia. I don't fool with farm-raised. Let's move. (laughs) Spirit of region. Spirit of region. Spirit of region. Spirit of reason. Spirit of reason. Let's go. So God changes his name. You cannot hold on to who you were. Because God was like, look, I don't even want her calling you Abram no more. I don't want her reminding you of who you were. So anybody that can't adjust to the new you has to get out. Right? So pay attention. So, so God changes his name. What does he change his name to? Abraham. So in Genesis 12, God makes him this promise before he changes his name. And this is what he says to him. And I will make of you a great nation. 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 You missed it. I'm going to take just you, Abram. Which means there's going to be times you feel isolated and that's on purpose. What I'm about to do in your life doesn't require a whole lot of folk. Somebody say, he's going to do it with me. He's going to do it with me. I need you to be okay for the moments that you want co-signers and there are none. Be okay for the moments that you want somebody there and they're not there. I need you to learn how to love you. Even if you're married, this ain't about single or married. This is about learning to love you. Because God says, I'm about to do this with you. Lay your hands and say, he's doing it with me. I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless Berakah, you. And make your name great. When the Bible says make your name great, that's a Hebrew word. That simply means that you'll be well spoken of. Then even if people want to say something negative, he'll, he'll, I'm a witness to this, he will shut their mouths and he will make them have to acknowledge that you're great. Even if they don't like you, they can't deny you great. Even if they don't like being around you, they can't deny, but that's a bad man right there though. Watch me, I need you to get over who don't like you because they're not necessary for your future. Get over who's not in your corner. They're not necessary for your future. He says, I will make you well spoken of. And if they even try to run their mouth, they say, but she sure is excellent, though. He sure is about his business, though. <laughs> y'all not, I promise you I'm a witness to this one. Even if they want to talk trash, they're going to have to watch me. They still have to admit your greatness. So I need you to not chase a lie. I need you not to chase rumors. I need you not to tell. People say, so-and-so feeling some type of way about you. That's how they feeling. I, I feel fine. <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with me. I need y'all to get out of grown folks' business. If they feel that way, they feel that way. That, ain't, that don't have nothing to do with me. He says, I'm going to make your name great. Even if they want to run their mouth about you. He says they will, they cannot deny your greatness. Watch me. And they can't, they won't be able to deny that where they are is because of what you poured. Let's move. Let's move. How do you know that? Because you look at Lot, his nephew that he took with him. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. That you will what? Be a blessing. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I am a blessing. So watch me. God says, I need you to choose the blessing so you can be a blessing. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. This is bigger than you just doing your thing. This is bigger than just you four and no more. This is bigger than you. God says, I need you to be a blessing. I need you to be a river I can channel stuff through. I need you to be a river I can get things through. And watch me. And if you don't understand you're blessed to be a blessing, you'll be a reservoir. Everything you get, you'll hold it because you're scared you won't lose it if you sow it. He's going to lose it if you pour it. That's not the blessing. The blessing is not a scarcity mentality. The blessing is a, watch me, is a I have unlimited supply mentality. 
You ever been around people that they just have an unlimited supply mentality, like I want this and this and this. You're like, you didn't even look at it. No, I, I, I that's what I want. Because that's what I want. That's what I'm gonna get. <laughs> Open your mouth and say, I am a blessing. All right, now look at this. <clears throat> look at verse three. I will bless those who bless you. If they barricade you, I will bless them. All right, let, let, let's remember, let's remember. If they empower you, I will empower them. Let's put up the meaning of blessings. If they help you be great, I'm going to help them be great. If they help you get abundance, I'm going to help them get abundance. If they help you prosper, I'm going to help them prosper. If they recognize you, I'm going to recognize them. And Look at Genesis 12 and 3. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse them out. Seven ways from Sunday. This is why you don't have to worry about clapping back. This is, look, look at me, for all of you who are, all you bitter Bettys and Bins, it just, it just worked. It's, no, it just worked. It's okay, man. It just worked. It just worked. Okay. It just worked. It just worked. Watch me. Watch me. Can I tell you, you're missing life trying to punish them. Because what's crazy about your bitterness is that subconsciously you're trying to punish them. Like, I'm mad about it, and I want them to know. They don't even care. <laughs> Watch me. They don't even know. You know what's crazy is that many of the people that have done you wrong don't even think they did. I need you to open your mouth and say, I let go of bitterness. Come on. Why, why have I had you say that a lot lately? Because bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. You cannot fully embrace the blessing and stay in bitterness. Because the residue of what you've been through is going to stay on you. And I need you to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You don't smell like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through. The only way reason we know you were in the fiery furnace is because you had to tell us. Because you don't look like what you've been through. I will bless you, those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. So if he gonna cuss them out, no need me doing it too. I was just, lights were bright. All right? Now, now, literally, I don't mean that literally, all right? Not like God going around cussing people out, sending cuss texts. <laughs> Although sometimes, can I be honest? Sometimes I kind of wish he would. <laughs> Sometimes I kind of wish heaven would like have a, a DM account <laughs> or a text account. I, somebody sent me this thing. I saw it today, and I loved it. They said, every pastor needs somebody that can cuss people out on their behalf. I said, yes, Lord. That's a ministry we're going to start in the church. I'm looking for all of y'all who just got saved in the last three months. You so new. Look, let me pull you over to the side. I'm gonna, we got a special department for you. I don't need you getting too saved. I need you to have a little bit of world still up in you. I, I need you to say, I need, I need to be able to pull you back. Like, stop, you're doing too much. Stop. That was good, though, what you said. <laughs> that was good. All right, no, I'm just joking. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. God says, I will curse. Watch me. God says, you don't have to clap back. I will. You don't have to fight back. I will. Is there anybody in the building or anybody online where you've seen him do this for you? That when you let it go, all of a sudden you get an update you didn't even ask for. You get a text you didn't even ask for. You get an email you didn't even ask for. And it's God's way of saying, I told you I would take care of you. Because if the blessing's on you, woe unto he that comes against you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So he makes this promise to who? Abram. Before his name is changed to? Abraham. Now, why should you care about that? Like, you know, okay, that's cool. He's talking to Abraham. Like, why should I care about that? I mean, why is that important to me? Galatians 3.29 makes it clear why this promise to Abraham is important to you and to I. And now that you belong to Christ, 
If you don't shout, I'm leaving. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. Right? So everything he promised Abraham is just to put your name right there. He promised it to me. So I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. And anybody that dishonors you, somebody say he was talking to me when he was talking to him. Abraham is often referred to as the father uh, of the faith, right? Because this is the promise that God makes. And look at this. He says, if you belong to Christ, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, this doesn't belong to you. But it's about to because in about three minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to the Lord. He says, you are the true children of Abraham, right? Now, now check this out. It, just before we even read the last part of the verse, if you are a child, that means whatever your father has is yours. Look at the story of the prodigal son. All right, the younger son goes off prodigal living. Prodigal means soft, undeveloped, not ready. He goes out, he wastes all of his fortune. The older son who stayed with him, watch me, had everything that belonged to the father. So when the prodigal came back, he's like, Daddy, why are we celebrating this boy that ran away and came back? And you celebrate him? You ain't never celebrated me. I've been here with you the whole time. He said, well, son, everything I've had has always been yours. Watch me. You're the one that kept choosing the curse. Let's go. You were so focused on everybody else that you didn't choose right for you. Mm, mm, mm. Look at this. You are heirs. Slash part of the verse. And God's... Now, I need you to read this part that's underlined with me. I need you to read it like a big old loud, just, just army. I need you to act like you're an Atlanta Braves fan and y'all just won because you're in the baseball. Apparently, there's no baseball fans in the room. I got one. I got two. Two. Online, if you like baseball, wave at me. I'm, I like the ambiance. You know, I like the hot dogs. Yeah, that's all I like. Listen, um, it's, it's so long. <laughs> I'm like, so what's happening? Well, it's the this and this and this. And I said, well, why can't they speed this up? And then people be talking about, we were in church long. No, you were at that baseball game long. Started at 6. You left at 2 the next morning. Listen. All right, all right. But for all my baseball fans, all right, the, the Braves just won. I saw that on the news. The Braves just won on yesterday. They're the champs. Atlanta is the champ. That's prophetic. It's prophetic for us. Because the champ needs a champ. Let's go. All right, so everybody listen. I want you to read this last part that's underlined, and I want you to read it like a big army. You ready? One, two, ready, read. God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Well, who's the you? I need you to just say me, me, me. Type that on the screen. Say me, me, me. Type it on the screen. What he promised Abraham it's just like he was talking to me. So, so, so look, so look, so look. So let's go back to Genesis 12, 2 and 3 real quick just so you can see it in context. I got one more verse and then we gone. And I will make of. Who's he talking to? You. I will make of. No, no, no. I need you to say your name. And I will make of. A great nation. See, what does this mean? This is bigger than just having kids. Uh-uh. This means, watch me, that you're going to build empire. Let's... I wish I had somebody that believed that. Which means whatever you build, it's going to be amazing. It's going to outlive you. It's going to outlast you. You're going to leave an inheritance so that your offspring, your nieces, your nephew, they won't know what broke looks like. They won't know what debt looks like. It's bigger than you. And it's bigger than just kids. And I will make of a great nation. And I will bless. And I will make that name right there. I'm going to make great. When your boss sees it, they're going to see blessing on it. When the court sees it, they're going to see blessing on it. 
they're not going to be able to resist you when they see your name because God says I will make your name so that will be a blessing verse 3 I will bless those who bless and whoever comes against I'm going to cuss them out in the parking lot listen not literally but you and in See, for some of you, watch me, there had to be dysfunction in your family so you wouldn't overattach. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Come on, y'all. I got to go. I got to go. So I need you to get this. Because you will never amend what you are overattached to. So for many of you, God says, I'm never going to let you get overattached and too attached. I'm always going to have it where they treat you slightly different. Where you're slightly, I'm going to always have it that way. Why? Because I'm about to do something new in your family through. I need you to be grateful that they didn't include you. Be grateful they didn't invite you to their little party. Be grateful that you didn't fit in with everybody. Why? I'm the one sent to change the game because you are the curse breaker. You are the curse breaker. You are the curse breaker. You are the. But the blessing must be chosen. Say the, say the blessing. Just flow with me. Must be chosen. Look at this. So how do you not choose it then? Last scripture, Mark 7, 13. You make the word of God of no effect. Not that it's not powerful. It just doesn't work for you. Why? Because of your tradition. What does tradition mean? Your paradosis in the Greek. That means your patterns, your rituals, and your habits. Mm -mm. He says, now, all that promise I made to Abraham, I made it to you. But because of your patterns, because of your rituals, because of your habits, watch me, which you've handed down, and many such things you do. Everybody look at me. So, so since the blessing must be chosen, the, the, the only thing that can block that choice is through your patterns, your rituals. Your ritual is you get blessed, then you leave God. Your habits. Every time you come up, you find something to go down about. Every time things get better, you find something negative. Come on, y'all. Every time God gives you the choice, you pick the lesser of the two. And you have to be like Jesus who said, I could get out of this, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Y'all not talking to me tonight. Look, look what he says. He says, you have made the word of no effect. You did it. For everybody who says, I'm believing that supernatural stuff, you did that. I'm believing all that financial blessing stuff. Stay broke. You ain't hurt me. You ain't hurt your neighbor. Worry about how you're going to pay for it. I don't believe in all of that shouting. Don't give him what he likes. See if he shows up for you. See, you, look at me, everybody look at me. You think you're hurting people or hurting God with your decisions. I could lift my hands, but I'm not because I'm angry. God is like, okay, well, stay there. I'm not with your little angry behind. I'm not moving until you give me what I want. I, but I'm just not emotional like that. This ain't emotion. This is how I keep from being emotional. I, 
See, God says, God says, God says, your choices, this is your choice. This is your choice. This is your choice. This is your choice. And he says, let me tell you why it's not working for you the way you think it should. Because of your patterns. Because of your rituals. Because of your habits. You know what he said? And he said, and what's sad is you taught your kids. You, 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 you taught your nieces and your nephews and your cousins and your. And what you were supposed to break, you ended up passing on. But this month, but this month, I don't care what it was before November. Let me tell you what it's about to be in November. Every single curse that's been chosen, I prophesy that it will be broken over your life. It will come to its end. It will come to its conclusion. And if you believe that, we're done. But can I get you to worship God like you believe this is going to be a curse-breaking month for you? Like this is going to be a curse-breaking month for you. Like this is going to be a curse-breaking month for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a curse-breaker. So, set you up for Sunday. Because Sunday, Sunday, we're going to figure out what are these rituals? What are these patterns? What are these habits? Because you're about to start choosing different. You better hear me. You're about to start choosing different. And just like, watch me, that praise report I read you earlier, that, watch me, watch me. They had to make a choice to come into this building. And when they chose to obey, all of a sudden they got breakthrough. Y'all miss what I just said right there. They got a six-figure breakthrough because they chose to obey. Somebody said, my choices are getting better. If you're in this building or you're online and you need to give your life to the Lord, can I just get you to close your eyes for just a second? For just a second. Why do you have us do that, Bishop? So that people around you aren't intimidated when they're about to make the most important decision of their life. So for some of you, this is the first choice you need to make. The first choice you need to make. You need to give your life to the Lord. But Bishop, I got questions about the Bible. Great. God's got answers. I got questions about the Bible. God's got answers. I got questions about what's happening. I've got answers. I've got answers. I've got answers. Somebody say, he's got answers. You need to give your life to the Lord for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord wherever you're at. On the count of three, if you're in this building or you're online, if you're online, do the hand wave emoji. If you're in this building, I just want for you to lift your hand. You need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at on three, I just want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand if you're in this building online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody, everybody, pray this with me. Online, just do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you're good to me. I choose you. I choose the blessing in Jesus' name. Give me the grace to run this race. In Jesus' name, amen. If you, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord, just take out... Uh, your phone, scan that QR code or text the word decision to that phone number on the screen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 